Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to encourage you to let it all out. In day two of our 14-day teaching series called the Unedited Series, which is the very first series ever presented to you by your Daily Cup of inspiration, we're talking about the importance of releasing pent-up emotions, issues, and internalized struggles so God can minister to you, give you relief, and lighten the load you're carrying. In case you missed yesterday's podcast, the purpose of the unedited series is to talk candidly and remind you that God doesn't edit out the ugly, unpleasant parts of our story, and we need to stop trying to modify, change, and correct ourselves in order to present a version or depiction of ourselves that is unreal, disingenuous, and impossible to live up to. As I told you yesterday, God uses the ugly and unpleasant things to bring glory to himself and to reinforce that his strength is made perfect in our weakness, according to 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, your Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. If you're new, my name is Deanna Hobbs and I am bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. It feels awesome to be back with you in the studio again. I know there's so many other things you could be doing and other places you could be, but you're here with me and that's pretty amazing. Before we get started with day two, I love highlighting uplifting testimonies you know I do from precious members of our faith community. And Candice from Iowa wrote into the ministry and said this, Dear Deanna, I heard your podcast on day one of the unedited series and the word of God found me. I was abandoned as a baby and grew up in foster care where I endured years of abuse and trauma. I was told all kinds of lies about religion and I learned to hate myself. Accepting God's love and trying to overcome trauma has been a lot. So when I heard your message, I cried because it was like God sent you to talk to the broken part of me and tell me he still loves me and has purpose for me. I can't say enough how much of a blessing that was for me. I love this, Candice, and I am glorifying God for how he spoke to you through the podcast. I'm praying for you, and I hope this entire series will minister to your needs. Can we stop for a moment and get a praise break for how God is blessing our dear sister, Candice? and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. All right, let's start day two of our 14-day unedited series with a prayer. God, here we are again coming to you, thanking you for this series. I ask you to word my mouth and help me rightly divide your word so that the individual who pressed play will be edified and blessed by what they hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 
very recently, maybe about a month and a half or two months ago, I decided I was going to try to cook something and it didn't go well at all. But before I get into what happened, let me say, since last year's health crisis, some of my skills are diminished and cooking, which I was really good at before my mini stroke, is one of those skills that I seem to have lost, at least for now. Here's a little backstory. Around the holidays last year, I want to say around Thanksgiving, I was so excited, Daily Cut family, because I always cook this huge soul food meal for the family. And one of my favorite things to make, aside from banana pudding, is candied yams. I got in the kitchen and attempted to make those yams. Not only did I burn the yams to a crisp, but I also managed to start a fire in the kitchen. This is embarrassing to share. I was horrified, okay? I was so shocked when I saw those angry flames. I started screaming and panicking. So my sweet husband, Kenya, thank God for him, put the fire out and no major damage was done in the kitchen. Now, fast forward to this most recent kitchen mishap. At the time, I was just sautéing onions and mushrooms and spinach, and I was making some chicken. Easy enough. And when I got done, the chicken looked so beautiful. On the outside, I was all proud. Oh, but on the inside, it was pink and raw and cold, and I burned the vegetables. I was so hurt. Now, Kenya wasn't home at the time, but the kids were. And they told me, Mom, it's okay. It's not that bad. You know, they tried to make me feel better. They're sweet and kind and patient and understanding. But one of the things that happens to me now is if I'm sad or hurt or disappointed or confused or startled or even happy, all my emotions are amplified. It's as if a giant toddler lives in me and has taken over my brain. So my sadness that day over ruining dinner came bubbling to the surface and I tried to be calm, but before I knew it, I was standing in the middle of the hallway, blubbering. And my oldest son, Kadar, it's his 17th birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Kadar. I love you. But he was just coming in the house from being outdoors playing basketball, Daily Cup family. And I sort of crumbled into his chest and started sobbing. Even though I was embarrassed about this breakdown, I just couldn't stop crying. And Kadar told me it was all right and he was rubbing my back. And then Caleb and Kaya and Kyla joined in and it turned into one big group hug. So Kadar told me later that he felt so bad for me. I felt bad for me too. I felt like I'm mommy, you know, I should be the one drying their tears. So after they all got done consoling me and I felt better because Kadar was dirty from being outside, he triggered my allergies and I had an allergy attack. So yay, (laughs) it was all around great. Obviously, I can laugh about it now, but not when it was happening. I think that experience, though, was good for me. And here's why. It's because that moment and others like it have helped me accept that there are some things beyond my control. I can't always conceal my struggles. Though I'd prefer that, it's impossible. And I'm learning day by day to be okay with that. It's okay to be vulnerable. And I get that everyone doesn't have the same struggle as the one I've been dealing with over the past year or so. But we do all get overwhelmed sometimes, right? And we just need to let it all out. Releasing emotion is healthy. 
God doesn't ask us to censor ourselves or edit out our feelings and pretend that nothing's ever wrong as if we're made of stone. He knows what we're going through anyway, and God wants us to express those emotions and tell him about the issues that concern us. There's no use pretending. 1 Peter 5 and 7 tells us to cast all our cares upon the Lord. That means our anxieties, our worries, issues, our deep-rooted struggles. Dump all that stuff at the feet of Jesus. He can handle it. Now, on the contrary, everybody cannot handle your unbridled emotions and everybody shouldn't be trusted with them. Let the church say amen. A really good example of this is in 2 Samuel 18 through 19, which takes us into a very sad situation that David was in with his son Absalom. Absalom did have some deep-rooted issues. He had already killed his brother Amnon, and he was now rebelling against David. He wanted to overthrow David and take over the throne, so he waged a war against his own father. It was just a messed up situation. Of course, there was no way that Absalom was going to win this war. God had already promised David that his kingly throne would last forever, and we know that promise was fulfilled through Jesus Christ, the son of David, the Messiah, the Redeemer of the world. So Absalom was really fighting against the purpose of God, and this is why it was a losing battle. But while this war was going on with Absalom at the center of it. David's soldiers wouldn't let him fight in the battle. They went ahead without him, but before the soldiers went out to fight, David clearly expressed one wish. He said, make sure Absalom comes back unharmed. Even though Absalom was acting up, daddy still loved his son and wanted him to be safe and spared. But Absalom didn't make it. He was killed in battle by Joab, who was one of David's nephews, incidentally, and one of three of David's mighty men. And Joab was fiercely loyal to Israel, and he led the Israelite army for years until David died. Anyway, when David found out from an Ethiopian messenger that his son Absalom was dead, 2 Samuel 18 and 33 says, David was shaken up and went up to a room and wept. He said, oh, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. He was devastated. But Joab did not approve of this emotional outburst, not even a little bit. And the Bible says Joab rebuked David. Now, I need to give you a clear and accurate picture of the scathing rebuke that Joab delivered. So I'm going to read to you what he said in 2 Samuel 19 and 5 through 8 in the New International Version. And feel free to follow along. Then Joab went into the house to the king and said, Today you have humiliated all your men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. Now go out and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come on you from your youth till now. I mean, whoa. 
Joab unleashed on David because what David was doing was not politically expedient or proper. So it was met with disdain. But can't you just feel that pressure David had on him to act a certain way? He was backed into a corner and told that he'd better hide his true feelings or suffer the consequences, edit his attitude and behavior or lose his position. You know, when God was first talking to me about doing this unedited series, he let me know that it was necessary for me to be open about my struggles so I could free somebody else to be open about theirs because God cannot heal what you're determined to conceal. Let me also say this. I have traveled many places and met so many wonderful people and they're often suffering behind the scenes, but some of them feel pressured to act like they don't hurt because that's what they believe they're supposed to do. Some were taught that being honest is being weak or that to admit that there's something going on is to claim it or speak it over their lives. So denying the existence of it is all they know how to do. But God did not edit out the struggles of the great men and women of God in scripture. So why would he suddenly require that we edit out our own? Some years ago, my husband and I were in the mall and talking to an old family friend. And this friend was saying how he never got sick like ever in his life. Really? Never? Kenya said. And as our friend kept talking, things got a little bit clearer. So he explained, he said, I mean, I've had a fever and a cough and a runny nose and sweats before. Even when that's happening, I could be throwing up. That happens sometimes. But whatever's going on, I don't claim nothing. And Kenya laughed and said, sounds like it claimed you, whether you claimed it or not. And we all stood there and laughed and we still laugh about it today. But here in this Old Testament story of David, there was no laughing going on. Joab had no sympathy or compassion for his uncle David. This was family talking to David like that. And when I was reading this story, it felt like I was eavesdropping on a very private moment. And I imagine if I had been given editorial control over this story, my sensitive side would not have let me air David out like this. I just don't think I would have had the heart to let everybody see him being exposed and blasted like that when he was already hurting. Talk about kicking a man when he's down and judging someone when they're already vulnerable. I also think about Hannah in 1 Samuel 1. She was desperate for a child and she went and prayed to the Lord. And then Eli the priest saw her and how her lips were moving, but no sound was coming out. Scripture said Eli thought she was drunk and actually said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. I mean, goodness, he just accused her of being inebriated and misjudged her and misconstrued the situation. So Hannah had to come out of prayer to defend her character against the false accusation that came from her spiritual leader. Only after she defended herself did Eli pronounce a blessing over her. The good thing, though, is God heard Hannah's prayer and opened her womb. Aren't you so glad that God responds to our vulnerability with availability and attentiveness to our prayers? He responds completely differently than man does, whether it's a family member 
member or a spiritual leader or a best friend or a colleague that doesn't understand us. God always understands and he always welcomes you to let it out. He wants you to cry out to him. When you take your burdens to the Lord, something happens, something shifts. Psalm 120 and 1 says, I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. Daily Cut family, I know this to be true. Over the past several months, when my heart has gotten heavy, when I have grieved the loss of pieces of myself, God has been there to pick up the pieces and put me back together again and make me whole. And that is what God is willing and able and available to do for you. It's all right if you feel a little overwhelmed. Psalm 61 and 2 says, From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Growing up in the church, we used to sing a song called, I go to the rock, and that rock is Jesus. Oh, he'll stabilize you when the very foundation of your world is shaken. So don't edit out your struggle and silence your emotions. Let it all out. The Lord won't disregard you. He understands how you feel. Hebrews 4 and 15 tells us that Jesus, our high priest, can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, meaning he sympathizes with us, right? Because when Jesus walked the earth in the flesh, he felt pain and sorrow and he can relate. Now the good news is not only does he relate to what you're going through, but he'll carry you through it and give you power to endure and overcome. God knows all about what's going on in you, so you might as well let it out of you. He hears and welcomes those desperate pleas and he'll answer you. And my friend, as you trust him through the hardship and struggle, he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Whenever your heart is troubled, remember Psalm 56 and 8 that says, you know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. Aren't they listed in your book? As you drink down the contents of your cup, know that God sees every teardrop and he'll dry every single one. To reiterate, when you're overwhelmed, go to Christ the rock, your refuge, your redeemer, your healer, your provider, your way maker, the prince of peace, the lord of lords, the lover of your soul, the lifter of your head, and the one who won't judge your vulnerabilities, but who will heal you everywhere you hurt. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. You already know about their personal concerns, issues, struggles, and traumas, both past and present. And I thank you for reminding them to cast every one of their cares upon you, the one who sustains, comforts, strengthens, equips, and guides. Please let your anointing power permeate every area of their life, minister to every need, loose every shackle that binds them, and set them free for your word says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I declare liberty and victory over them and count it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.